welcome everybody to St. David's today. Before we start the service, I'd just like to remind us all that we have a barbecue here to celebrate the Queen's Platinum Jubilee on Friday the 3rd of June at 6 o'clock. And the rhythm will be, the theme will be red, white and blue. So don't come dressed in black. So that should be a good day. I'm just sad that I'm not going to be here. Welcome to our service for the sixth Sunday in Easter as we progress on the risen Lord's journey towards his ascension. And I think this is really the most exciting time of the year. Welcome everybody who is regular. Welcome anybody who's come from away. Please join with us and be happy because it's your amateur Lay worship readers are taking the service today. Shall we have the first hymn? The Lord is here. 
His Spirit is with us. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We will now say sorry to God for all the wrong things that we have done and said since we last came into his presence. Heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought, word and deed and have failed to do what we ought to have done. We are sorry and truly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past, and lead us in his way to walk as children of light. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. We'll now have the second hymn, Peace, Perfect Peace. first reading. Our first reading is taken from the prophet Ezekiel. We're reading from chapter 37. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me in the middle of a valley, it was full of bones. He led me to and fro among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, 
Can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath, from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as, I, as he commanded me and the breath entered them and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, then, and then my people will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live, and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. That vision to Ezekiel must have been quite a distressing sight, I think. A valley of bones, and then through following God commands, seeing those bones come together. At this particular time when that vision was given, God's people had been in exile for 10 years, and Jerusalem had been destroyed. This was God's message, that he would restore his people to their homeland. Does that passage from the Old Testament remind you of a song? Anyone? Yeah? Anyone heard that song, Dem Bones? Thank you. I've been teaching that to my four-year-old grandson, actually, before I knew it was going to be part of the service. Um, that song, Dem Bones, 
was actually inspired, it, it did inspire James Weldon Johnson, who actually wrote that song. And he was an African-American civil rights activist and a writer. And it was composed in the 1920s. So guess what? We're going to have a go with singing it. But we're not going to go through all of it, okay? We're just having three verses. But I don't know if any of you, anybody observant here, have you seen our guest today? Yeah? That is Charlie. And he is actually um, for teaching... Medical students. He's for teaching medical students. So we are very honoured to have Charlie with us today. Now, the words will be on the screen... But you're all familiar with dem bones, dem bones, them dry bones? And it ends with, hear the word of the Lord. Now, I'd like a bit of gospel singing in here today in St. David. So I would, I'm asking you to clap. And when it gets a bit to the end, hear the word of the Lord. Give us a bit of that, yeah? Hear the word of the Lord. The second verse, which will be on the screen as well, it's quite easy. Ezekiel connected them dry bones. You all okay with that? So John is going to play it. The words will be up there. But before we start, we do actually have two more guests for you. So bear with me a moment. now have our second reading. Thank you very much for that. Well done. The second reading is from John 14, verses 23 to 29. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and will come to them and make her home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey me, teaching, these words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let my heart be troubled, and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I'm going away, and I'm coming back to you. If you love me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father. 
for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Peter. I'm doing the reflection today on the Gospel reading, so I will be sharing my thoughts with you um, just to see what that reading actually means to me. And I focused on verse 27, actually, that says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So what is that peace that was given to the disciples and consequently to us? In the Eucharist service, we are told to go forth in peace, to love and serve the Lord. We share the peace. Um, and during normal times, it was either shaking hands or hugging. Now it's a bit of jazz hands, but we still share that peace. So what does that actually mean? So I looked up two dictionary definitions. And the first one was a state or period in which there is no war or war has ended. And I'm sure that makes perfect sense to all of us at the moment, particularly with what's going on in Ukraine. So that makes sense to me. So it isn't exactly not as the world gives it or knows it, because it makes sense. The second one was freedom from disturbance or tranquility. And I look back to when my children were quite young, and when they'd finally had their bath, had their stories and gone to sleep, I used to sit downstairs and heave a sigh that was peace until tomorrow. And tranquility, think about being on holiday perhaps, sat in the sun by the pool, sipping something nice. Tranquility. And I understand that, and I think you do, so that doesn't actually match that peace that we're talking about. Jesus knew he didn't have much time left with the disciples. He would return for a brief period, but then he would return to the Father. And these disciples were to carry on the work that he had started, spreading the gospel and bringing people to God. And he also tells them not to be troubled or afraid. But he knew what a mammoth task they had ahead of them and the trials, trials and tribulations they were going to face, but yet he tells them not to be troubled or afraid. He promised them the Holy Spirit as a teacher and a guide, and they had not yet encountered the Holy Spirit, but we all know Pentecost will be coming soon, when they're all huddled, terrified in that upper room, and they hear that wind and those tongues of fire, and they suddenly go out filled with confidence, and speaking in different languages. So we know that that is going to be sent to them. But basically, they were being delegated this huge task that had been started by Jesus. And it got me thinking about delegation. Because I'm a simple soul, and I try to put things in the way I can understand them. 
And before I retired, I worked many years in a branch of the civil service. And one of the many jobs I had to do there was as a manager, and I managed teams. And I would delegate certain duties to some members of my team for their development, delegation. And to do that, I wouldn't just hand them it and say, there we are, get on with it. I might train them myself, or I might get another member of the team to give them a bit of training, teaching. I would guide them through it. And the other thing I always, always did was say, come and see me, let me know how you're getting on. Checking in with the boss, okay? But it was not just for me to ensure they were, they were doing it well, but for their confidence and reassurance. Now, I'm no way comparing the bits of work I used to delegate to what was delegated to the disciples, but it's just that concept. They were to do the work that Jesus had done before them. Huge, huge task. But he was giving them, I mean, they'd already had some teaching because they'd been with Jesus, they'd seen him, they'd heard him. They were getting the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was going to teach them more and guide them. But where does checking in with the boss come in? Where do they go for that reassurance, that comfort, that knowing that they're on the right track? And the only way they could do that was through prayer. So they're checking in with the boss, but what a boss. You can't get any higher than that, can you? And through that prayer, they would get that gift of peace, that peace that passes all understanding, that none of us do not really understand, but it's there for all of us if we ask for it. And they would be reassured and comforted, even though what they were facing sometimes was beyond our understanding, probably. So that was that gift that they could move on knowing that they were doing the right thing and they were doing it for the right person. Now that gift was given to the disciples, but it was also given to us. So it got me thinking, well, when have I used that precious gift? Now, those of you that know me know that I've had a tough couple of years. In 2019, I lost my husband. We'd been together for nearly 45 years. We'd been married for nearly 45 years, brought up a family. Um, and it was awful when I lost him. And I felt tremendous grief. But I prayed because I knew I had to be okay for my son and my daughter and their families. And you managed to put a front on, but my faith through prayer helped me and support from others. But then in 2020, I lost my son. And that was a different ballgame. Because the grief then was awful. It wasn't just awful, it was all-consuming. It was overwhelming, it was devastating. And I couldn't see a way forward, but I knew I had to because my daughter-in-law and my grandchildren had lost a husband and father. My daughter, who'd recently lost her father, 
had now lost her big brother, and I struggled. And the way through that, because I know there were times when I genuinely thought, I, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, I prayed. And I also knew other people were praying for me, because I could feel that. And I got through it. I'm here today. But the only way, when I look back on that time, I can describe it to you, is I was carried. I was actually carried through that time. And it made me think about that wonderful piece that most of you might know called Footprints in the Sand. And a man has a dream and he sees his life stretched out in front of him. And he sees two sets of footprints because he knows the Lord promised always to be with him. But then when he has another look, he sees there are times when there's only one set of footprints. And also that they are at the worst times of his life. And he questions the Lord and says, why weren't you with me at the worst times of my life? And the Lord answers, it's because that's when I carried you. And that's what happened to me. I was carried. Grief never goes away. It's a constant companion to me every day of my life. But I don't see it as the enemy anymore. It's something I have to put up with. A bit like paying taxes. Yeah? And there is that wonderful saying, in this world, nothing can be certain except death and taxes. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Further on in John's Gospel, in John 16, Jesus says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Isn't that wonderful? I have overcome the world. And in life, we face so much, but these words tell us that peace is always there through our Lord. All we have to do is check in with the boss through prayer. So I have one final quote to leave with you. And this one comes from Mother Teresa. And she said, peace begins with a smile. And I'm going to teach you something now that Valmai taught us when we had our planning meeting for the service today. And it's actually um, how you say or do peace in British Sam, British Sign Language. Peace. So, if you hold your hands out, you connect your index finger to your thumb and bring it through. Peace. Peace. And it actually looks like a smile. So thank you for letting me share my reflection with you. Thank you for listening. And we'll now have our third hymn.
Let's come now before our Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we humbly thank you for the revelation of your Son, our Saviour Jesus. We thank you for his life of complete obedience, obedience even to the point of giving his life in our place. We thank you for the undeserved forgiveness and the acceptance into your holy household that is required for us. We thank you for the prophetic word given by Ezekiel, showing us that it is your heart to take what is dead and bring new life. Revive your church so that we can effectively reflect life in your kingdom to those around us and bring honour and glory to your name to enable us to fulfil our role in this parish, to live as salt and light in this darkening and unsavoury world, we would ask for the inner strength and ability to live in a manner worthy of the calling you've given us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have responsibility to watch over us, for Adrian and Andrew, Glyn and Elizabeth and Ben, our ordinary, their families, and for all those who work alongside them. We ask that you grant them the strength, guidance and wisdom as they seek to undertake their various roles within our parish. Strengthen and challenge us to follow their good example, endeavouring always to support them and our fellow brethren in a spirit and bond of family and peace. We also pray for Andrew, our Archbishop, and John, our Bishop. Please grant to them your guidance and wisdom as they take up their respective callings of leadership. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray also for Elizabeth, our Queen, asking that you will continue to bless her in this, the Jubilee year of her reign. We also pray for all those appointed to exercise authority under her and ask that you grant them wisdom and inner strength of character so that they may be found worthy of the calling entrusted to them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for peace among the nations, looking to you to strengthen the humble and yet discipline the proud, the arrogant and self-seeking. We remember before you the people of Ukraine at this time, those displaced from their house, their homeland, and specifically for the young people traumatized by the horrors that they've experienced. May they come to know your comfort, peace, and healing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray that your people may have freedom to undertake the proclamation of the gospel as you have commanded us that we make disciples of all nations. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who work tirelessly to help others, whether medically or socially, and particularly for those in the emergency services, for health and care workers, doctors and pharmacists. Also for those who give their time freely to assist with the food banks, supporting the homeless, poor and needy. We pray for those working in nations not so fortunate than ourselves, 
who know the pain of lacking the resources to do the work before them. Comfort the downtrodden and the oppressed in our land. Please grant us the strength and ability, support, and to stand up for them as your word so clearly commands. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, we remember before you the sick, the infirm, the lonely, and those who grieve over the loss of loved ones. We pray for them, requesting that you be for them their healer, their comforter, and provider. May your peace that passes all understanding keep them secure in your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We will now listen to the collect for today. Let us pray. God, our Redeemer, you have delivered us from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of your Son. Grant that by his death he has recalled us to life so that by his continual presence in us he may raise us to eternal joy. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We will now say together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. The kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We will now stand to affirm and reaffirm our faith. Do you believe and trust in God the Father, the creator of all? I believe and trust in God the Father. Do you believe in his Son, Jesus Christ, the Saviour of the world? I believe and trust in God the Son. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life? I believe and trust in God the Holy Spirit. This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, amen. We will now sing our last hymn, Jesus is Lord.
God bless us all as we depart in peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.